management, and more than half the employees have changed their views in light of this experiment. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Squeezing the Orange of Social Science, a podcast hosted by myself, Akin Omobitan, and Professor Dan Cable. On each episode, the two of us pick apart peer-reviewed and published social science papers, and we squeeze them for their best bits so that you, the ever-growing curious listeners, do not need to sift through pages and pages of academic literature. What's up, Dan? Hi, Akin. Hi, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. Big times here big big times so this is like big times from like a decade ago which somehow has become one of the most relevant yep. kind of like work yep. cultural transformation things also one of the more well-crafted valid experiments that i have seen Ooh, absolutely i'm impressed with this paper oh man so unassailable yes. unassailable evidence <laughs> so let's let's shout out the individuals yeah. whose egos and good works we are promoting so the title of this paper is does working from home work evidence from a chinese experiment not that chinese experiment uh this is by nicholas bloom james liang john roberts and zichen jenny ying so dan Take us to a high level from which we can get a bird's eye view on this spectacular paper. There's this thing called working from home. It works. (laughs) That's that's really all we needed to know. What I love so much about this paper, though, is how they were trying to act like back 10 years ago, this thing's starting to happen a lot more because work from home, this is a quote, has tripled over the last 30 years from 0.75% in 1980 to 2.4% in 2010. Mm. And they're acting like this 2.4% is relevant. They didn't know that 10 years from now, there'd be an experiment where you had 6 billion people trying wow. to. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? It's, pre- it's pretty phenomenal, man. Like it's pretty phenomenal because the, the issue prior to... Prior to this experiment, and I guess also what's being grappled with presently, is the idea that people will not work from home, instead they will shirk from home. And shirking being the idea of individuals being insanely creative at being paid and being on the clock whilst not doing the job that they're paid, which... I mean, that in itself, right? (laughs) Isn't that what management is? Isn't that? (laughs) Hey, speaking of that, there's this one figure they have in here. And guess who, even back in 2010, guess who 50% of did get to work from home? The management. Mm. In fact, there's this gorgeous chart in here that showed back then that the more money you made, the more likely you are to let yourself work from home. Like, it is just so profoundly disrespectful to act like well, obviously, if we don't watch you, you're not going to do anything. Yeah, you need to earn. It's, it's kind of like you earn the right to shirk. It's like, you know, the, at the at the ground level, everyone who comes in at the ground level, you need to show what your potential is for not doing. It's got to be earned. You've you earned it. Yeah, you have I mean, to earn it. It's like it's not a walk on. <laughs> if you want to be playing golf for 40 hours a week... <laughs> And being paid more than oh, the individuals yeah. that yes, you lead. Yes. No one's handing yes. that out. Yes. <laughs> in. Yeah, get in there. <laughs> and then once you shirk a lot, we'll give you more money. Yes. Yeah. Because then it's like, you know, because the, the thing as well is like there's that brilliance of being like so good at shirking that what you're doing when you are around has got to be like super potent. Like it's a bit like I'm we're only being, here. We're being a little bit harsh on 
Hey, one of the things that's awesome about this paper, and I think the listeners would want to know, the second author owned the company that the research was done mm. on. I think that's actually super cool. It's something that started a company. Should we say a little bit about the company Let's where do this it, was yeah. done? And before like Dan gives us a profile of the company, this is super important because the study that we're looking at here is it's a field study, right? Yep. So, field st- so this is a field like experiment. Field experiment. Even more important. Um, but really, what it is, is there's this thing called C-Trip. 16,000 people, NASDAQ listed. Uh, it's in Shanghai as their headquarters, have different offices. Um, you know, it's worth about $5 billion at the time of this experiment. Largest travel agency in China. So it's not a little study. Well, one of the people that started the firm went to Stanford and got a PhD. And so for those four years when he was working on that PhD, he just became like a non, you know, whatever, a director, but like non-involved. And he was able to get, I think, the management team to do something incredible in terms of an Mm. experiment. I mean, they were very worried that this shit wasn't going to work. They were very upset in a way that like, what if everybody just doesn't do their job and then we lose all that energy and we lose all our customers and we lose all that money. Which said, for me, that says something quite interesting about the work that you're asking individuals to do because I kind of feel like it should be less about, like the, the evidence of the work should be in the work itself. Yeah. So like regardless of yeah. where you are, we should be able to look at some sort of output and say this is what's being achieved. And I imagine that's partly what does keep certain individuals working. Sure. It's a bit like, well, people will know sure. whether or not I'm doing anything. Yep. Does that make sense? And you could also think about that as why incentives can work. And okay. they, they listed a couple of um, articles showing that there's two things, at least. When you say, hey, we're going to be watching. And if you sure, we're just going to take a bunch of money. And if you do really well, we're going to give you more money. Yep. Well, then that both brings people in that want to work harder because I know they'll be watched. But then those that are there and are performing reasonably think, well, if I give a little extra gusto, you know, I can make an extra, you know, dinner or do a grocery shop or, you know, whatever it is. And so I think there are motive. That's not to say that there's not intrinsic motivation. But one of the clear motivators of working is if I don't and I don't do it well, somebody's watching. Yes. And I think that in some ways that's what you're saying about results is yeah. if we can find what the output of the work is supposed to be and then just make sure that you've got to that output, why should it matter where you are so much? Yes. Why yeah. should it matter where you are? Why should it matter how long you're there? In in this case, it did matter how long they were there. And we can start breaking down a bit of the, the study itself yeah. Yeah. because it really did matter because what they did was they were were able to get like a a hundred and something individuals and this was whittled down from nearly a thousand. So you had like, let's say you've got a thousand employees and you want to see who would want to do this, who would want to sign up for an experiment to work from home. And then from that, there's certain criteria that individuals need to have. Like, for example, like, do you have a room in which you can confidently work? Do you have broadband so that we can hook you up and you can do the job? So when they started eliminating it, let's say the numbers slashed from a thousand down to 500. Were you surprised how many didn't want to do it, by the way? I was surprised by the the reason they didn't yeah. want to do it. That for me, because it echoed throughout the study, yeah, that was the bit that was quite profound for me. And the reason was loneliness. Yeah. There's lots of individuals who didn't want to do it because yeah. they just they just yeah. would end up feeling quite lonely. And they knew this in advance. That's a classic entrepreneurism problem. Entrepreneurs, mm. when they start their firms, are often alone most of the time. Yeah. And that loneliness and that just desire to have some social interaction gets yeah. heavy. Is that their motivation? Uh, the more successful yeah, I can make I this business, the more people have to hang around with That's me. That's funny. <laughs> I will pay them. I will pay for friends. 
<laughs> I love it. I also, though, 50%, hey, listeners, I mean, I think that's really cool. Almost 50% of the people were like opting out and they just said, nah, nah, I'd rather just come in. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's kind of interesting because, um, again, fast forward 10, 12 years, you have a forced stay at home scenario mm. where loads and loads of people did get kind of weirded out. Yeah. When they weren't able to be social. Hey, I'm one of them. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it did get pretty tricky. Yes. I was getting up to some yes. weird things when, like, the world got weird the, for a couple of years. You know, the more you're not allowed to leave, the weirder it gets. And I can, that's another thing. It's weird. So about 50% of the people said, yeah, we'll try it. And they got to go do it. And then halfway in, the study, it's a nine-month study. Halfway in, they're like, we don't like it. Mm. Can we just come back? Can we come back to the office? And they were like, no. No, that was one of the conditions. <laughs> so, like... Because I think they got from like, they managed to whittle it down to about like, let's say around 250 people yep. who were eligible. That's but right. And they needed a control group and they also needed the experiment, the test, the experiment group. That's and right. what I loved about this is that they had a ceremony. Yes. So the yes. idea was with that- pictures with, in the with, article. <laughs> I loved it. And my curious thing. So what, what happened was yeah. they, they needed to decide, well, how do we decide who gets to work from home and who's going to just have to keep on doing what they're doing? So pretty much it was a coin flip. Yeah. They were just like, yeah. if your birthday, uh, if your birthday is an even number, you can work from home. Yeah. If it's an odd number, you come in into the office, which for me just kind of feels like a email. It, and also it's so arbitrary. <laughs> they had, they a, actually ceremony. had a ceremony <laughs> with a box. <laughs> we were, yeah. And I'm a bit like, was this just for yes. like, was this, yes. surely there must have been some other things involved in the ceremony. I yep. imagine like, you know, yep. they get like a dance troupe yep. and they, surely there was some other things. Otherwise it's just yes. one magnanimous yes. individual who's a bit like, yeah. I want you all to Even birthdays. <laughs> all right, back to work. <laughs> right? Yeah, and guess what? It did sound a little, I'm not going to say draconian, but a little bit um, like a strong workforce. Like what they said is... Um, when they wanted to take a break, they had to like log out of the system. Mm. Team leaders patrolled. These are, this is a direct quote, patrolled the aisles to monitor employees' performance. Yes. You know, that kind of like, I mean, they also gave them like support when they had a difficult client. So support like support in the form of like a, <laughs> a stick a to harness. the back of your head. <laughs> it's very stiff support. <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest though, like, that sounds pretty strong, like, you know, a pretty yeah. strong environment. So I can imagine the people that wanted to go home were like, hey, here's part of it. I think I can work without this person watching me every seven minutes as he sweeps by. <laughs> so they went even. Half the people probably went like, oh, no. Yeah. you got to do this. you got to have some really good buddies at work. When you're a bit like, nah, we coming in, man. It's the boys. <laughs> the boys <laughs> we've got our six minute lunch break <laughs> where we get to talk about the game the night before oh my lord with the boys <laughs> hey does it work though yep yes it does so let's talk a little bit about like we can talk a lot of stuff later but i want to make sure that um we just kind of get out there some things that worked like uh, unambiguously. Yes. So like, because this was a call center environment, they had really good data on performance. Yes. And they were really able to tease it apart and cut it up and look at like what was happening with quality, what was happening with time on the, uh, on the, on the actual calls and so on. And what they found is home working led to a 13% performance increase 
This was nine months of this, by the way. Mm. And they were even able to break that down that 9% of that was they were able to work more minutes per shift. They took fewer breaks. They took fewer sick days. And 4% of that was they were making more calls per minute because it was like more convenient to work at home. Yep. And I also found like on the back of that, Dan, as well, one of the things I found interesting, like open plan offices, I guess they've kind of been proven for quite some time to just be quite disruptive. Disruptive, yeah. And what they were reporting was that we're actually able to do our job better. Check this out. We can have a one-on-one conversation with someone better when we're not in a warehouse full of people having one-on-one conversations. So they didn't need to like repeat themselves as often. They didn't need to clarify things as often. They were able to just kind of have a bit more of an intimate dialogue with the individual. So. So it's not recorded in this, but I imagine there would have also been some customer satisfaction they have benefits. It. They did. They did? Uh, they weren't benefits, though. They just uh, weren't worse. They just weren't worse. Uh, they leaned toward being better okay. in the work from home, but they weren't statistically better, and they definitely weren't worse. So that's, ah, I kind of missed that's what that. they found. Somewhere well, in the 50 pages. Yeah, I know. It was a thick thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a dense piece of work, but it is just... Um, Wow. I mean, it's so comprehensive. It's just so comprehensive. I also wanted to point out, um, because I was worried and wondering about this the entire time I was reading it. Well, maybe people just like worked more hours. Like, so they gave up the commute. Mm. So they just reinvested it. They weren't allowed. Yeah. They, they by definition had to quote unquote, they had to just use that time on their own life. Yeah. So some of them had two hour commutes. Yeah. A lot of them had 45 minute commutes. They were not allowed to just work more hours. What they had to do was like use that in their lives. And it's part of what seemed to add to their satisfaction. Mm. Because I think what they found is they were able to like deal with their kids more effectively, deal with aging parents more effectively, make it to the doctors, take the car to get the oil changed, all the stuff of life. Yep. It all opened up the opportunity to do that. So when they were working, they were actually working. Yeah. Like they were focused. Yeah. And that's the thing as well with that element of, I imagine there might be some individuals, depending on what industry they're in, they're a bit like, well, we can't tell people not to work more hours or, but I think what was interesting about this was just the element of, of choice. Cause with the work that these individuals were doing, the reason they could not work is they, they kind of, they do these shifts in That's teams. It. That's it. So there's like these blocks and there's a yeah. supervisor per block. So without the supervisor, you can't do the work. So there is this incentive that keeps them marching yeah. to the same beat. Yeah. And I guess I just yeah. say that because what this this organization have done is they've experimented. This is an experiment based on the organization doing an actual experiment. But I'm hoping to say this just to say that within whichever organization it is that you're in, there does need to be some creativity and some experimenting yeah. Yeah. in terms of like the yeah. lines that are being drawn. Because yeah. this isn't a template which can just be thrown at any right. kind of work that people That's do. Because right. it's people just do weird hours. Yeah. And all kinds of different jobs are going to have to be structured in different ways. But I think that one of the things that's so powerful about this work being done 10 years ago is that it showed unequivocally that it can work and it kind of still lied pretty languishing. I don't think that even once it started getting proved that this stuff works, it's not like all the fast moving companies jumped on it. Yes. I mean, it wasn't all of a sudden the world moved toward, let's try it. Their own competitors didn't even try it. it. This worked so well, listeners, that they rolled it out to the entire group. Like, yeah. like the proof was in the pudding for them because it ended up being almost two thousand, the equivalent of two thousand U.S. dollars per employee yeah. that was earned during the not the the year, basically. Yep, it's an incredibly 
robust finding. Definitely. So what other things do you think we sort of need to put out there in terms of like, you know, the studies validity, the studies, uh, I'm going to call it methodology, um, some things about like the management and how uncertain they were and some of the kind of quotes about like them not wanting to do it. Um, I've got really juicy stuff here about the employees themselves, how like they were happier and less likely to quit. But yeah. less likely to get promoted. Yeah. So, yeah, let's jump into yeah. that bit then. Because there's a certain out of sight, out of mind element there. And that was when we took, we spoke earlier about the individuals who didn't want to take up this experiment because of loneliness. Another key factor was they were concerned that there was a risk to their likelihood to being promoted. Yeah. This is a juicy topic. This is like what's called FaceTime. Yes. It's just that thing of if you're not in the office, the idea is it sends signals that you're not committed. Mm. And though even though you're doing the work, like there's the evidence, the manager in the back of his or her mind is thinking, yeah, but I can't see you doing it. Does yeah. it, does it count as much? Mm. So when I worked at PepsiCo, for example, one of the things that I hated is there was a rule that you had to be there before your boss got there okay. and leave after your boss left. Yeah. A lot of the time would be sitting around like not doing anything useful, just literally being there so that yep. when they walked in, you were like seen as present, seen as committed. That's the way it was talked about. So I did a study on this. Yeah. I, yeah. We published this study in human relations on this topic that what we learned is if you're just there during normal work hours and not doing work from home, you're seen as a more reliable employee. Okay. If you work extra hours, meaning you're there before the boss and after the boss leaves, you're seen as committed and loyal. Mm. And so the people working from home would have to give up that FaceTime. And they even knew before it happened that it probably was going to hurt their careers. Yeah. And I guess for like a lot of these individuals at Sea Trip, they're working in the, like it's a call center, essentially the, the department that was looked at. And my guess is for a lot of individuals, that wasn't like the pinnacle of like their career aspirations. It's almost like this an entry like, level job. Yeah, an entry level yeah, stepping man. stone towards getting, you know, a better job, a better salary, more experience. Yep. So it is quite threatening yep. when you're in a junior position. It's quite threatening the idea of missing out yes. on opportunities because yes. it's a bit, it's kind of like you're kind of waiting for your break. Yep. You know, it's really odd. Um, the average quitting was 50% per year. Yep. And what they found is that by giving people the chance to do this work from home, the company got not only better performance, statistically, significantly, substantially, they got 50% less quitting. Yep. So they halved the amount of voluntary quitting that people had. You'd think they'd be celebrating it, but instead of promoting those people, it looked as though they were damaged by working from home. Mm. Even though in a way you could see that as more loyal because you're not using company resources. You're not yep. polluting the environment. You're not wasting time on a commute. You're not paying rent. There's all these reasons why it would seem to help the company have people work from home. But maybe because it was like not showing that FaceTime, what they found is controlling for the people's performance, they actually were less likely to be promoted when they did this work from home experiment. Mm. That's really kind of painful. It's, it's weird. Now listen, that may be changing. It may be changing. Yep. It, back then, it still was seen as like quite new and different to work yeah. from home. Like like I was saying, like 3% was considered like a big number because it tripled. Yep. Nowadays, it's not just in call centers and it's not just in tech and it's not just for this nine months. Like pretty much every organization and every level of that organization has had to try to do some type of work from home. Yeah. 
That's kind of an incredible fact that we had, like, we had this experiment here, and then we had a natural experiment called COVID, and we've proved again that the companies perform even better when you have work from home. But now the companies are trying to get everyone back. Isn't that weird? Yeah. What's your take on that, Akin? Because you're right. <laughs> my, my take on it, it's a bit like if you and I, Dan, were in a band. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Are you sold? <laughs> and we were selling tickets. And let's say there's a thousand tickets for people to see us in person. And then there's like 10,000 tickets for people to log onto their laptops and then watch our performance. Even if we sold out the virtual tickets, I'd be disappointed if we didn't sell out the live ones. And that's a long way round of me saying, I kind of feel like a lot of this is kind of like ego related. Yes. It's, it's very yeah. much kind of like, it's fulfilling. This is my assumption. It's fulfilling some sort of leadership or management. Like if you're leading yes. the people, yes. like if, if I'm working yeah. on a job and I work on a spreadsheet, like the fact that, or I'm just moving boxes, the fact that I can pick up the box and move it from A to B, or I can change the cells yeah. in the actual, there's a certain, yeah. there's a certain intrinsic reward. You could even yeah. say there's some yeah. value that I'm seeing yeah. the, the efforts of my labor. So I would, I, my guess is that for management, the idea of kind of feeling like they're actually doing yes. something, yeah. my guess is it's a bit yeah. trickier to connect with that. Yeah. When the people are just doing, it's like I'm not really yeah. needed. Yeah. If they can just go yeah. and do the job yeah. and they're fine, yeah. what am yeah. I needed for? And there's beautiful articles being written right now in like Harvard Business Review saying that the role of management is changing for this reason. To have a lot more to do with asking how can I help, yeah. a lot more about like almost like socio-emotional care, yeah. empathy, trying to listen better. I mean, this is what management is moving toward because it's not just telling everybody what to do. It's kind of been shown they do that better on their own. Yeah. And that's findings that have been shown again and again and again. It's almost like, you know, without going too far in this direction, when we invented management back during the Industrial Revolution, you really did have to watch people and you kind of had a line and yeah. ran the exact thing that way. Yep. People might lose an arm or people might steal from the factory line. There was like several reasons why yeah. it was like, yo, keep an eye on these peeps. And all you wanted them to do is like be like robots. Yeah. So you could kind of yell at them to be more like robots. Faster. Now we got robots. Like, yeah. You know, to say it really quickly, we got AI, we got robotics, and we, you know, we got Who's machine learning. at the robots? <laughs> is that? Are the robots. <laughs> bigger robots with bigger voices. <laughs> Uh, before we uh, well we're going to move on from uh, this bit but there was this issue of attrition and I was reading the study and I wasn't entirely connecting so I guess there's a request here Dan can you give me some can you kind of sharpen up my knowledge a bit by what they mean by attrition in this context and why management were concerned about it. Yeah, I can say a couple of words. I mean, one thing is attrition just means that they dropped out of the study. Okay. And they can mean means they quit. Yeah. If it's the case that they disproportionately quit because of the study, let's say, or that they quit for some other reason that just wasn't accounted for, that could explain the results. Yeah. So but in everything that they looked at, this didn't seem to be the case. Like, let me give an example. It might have been the case that if you weren't allowed to work from home because you had an even birthday. Yes. People got pissed off. Yep. And they're like, you know what? I can get another job. Yeah. There's a lot of call center work in China right now. Yeah. I, I can do that. Well, then that would be a false reason why the experiment looked like it worked. Mm. But what they found is that people really weren't more upset 
yeah. having to stay back. It, it, it wasn't worse. It wasn't better. Like it basically, here's a direct quote. There was no performance drop despite the controls group having lost the treatment lottery. Yeah. It just didn't affect their satisfaction, didn't affect their performance. Okay. So that wasn't an attrition thing. They also found that those people in the control group, those that were not in the work from home, they were more likely to quit if they were low performers. Yep. Well, that made it even harder to find good results because it means that there was attrition mm. in the group where they weren't in the work from home. Yep. So the so-called bad workers left. Yep. But in the work from home condition, people weren't leaving because they liked it more. There was something balancing out. Yep. The, so, so that's another point as well on, on that factor there where you have two groups where one is able to work from home. So yep. they're given this kind of flexibility. That's right. And I should also say as well, like on the working from home, they were working, this is a bit late in the podcast to yeah. be saying this, but... <laughs> It was actually quite key. I mean, is nobody's it? even here anymore. They've got to get... Hello? Guys, we're not done here. We're about to get the punch out. You guys are going to miss... You're going to miss the punch. <laughs> so this was also quite key to the study was that when we say working from home, they were working from home four days out of the five and then one day. So there was some sort of like... Um, touch point where they could actually be there. And they said they did that for training reasons. Yes. A lot of new software rolling out, a lot of new products rolling out, a lot of new things that they had to know and be updated about. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's a bit of a, uh, to the side, but just to clean that up yep. for the listeners. But I guess my kind of observation was inside an organization, you might see um, colleagues getting a certain perk or having a certain style of work that you're not privy to, which could cause some attrition. But if we take it outside of the context of an organization and we look at it more like an industry, there's individuals who are working at a company yeah. and their colleagues, not even their colleagues, sorry, their friends who are working in a similar industry, but for different companies. Yeah. And they're looking at them and they're saying, wait a minute, you, you get to work from home. Like you've got this hybrid this flexible approach? Are you hiring? Yeah. Like, is yeah. there is there something yeah. that I... Because for me, yeah. that would be a very good reason to jump ship. Yep. Especially if, if the money is about the same, yeah. which it was. The money is about the same, yep. but also the individuals who were working from home in the experiment, they were saving like about, I think, like $200 a month on yeah. like transport, yes, food. They, like, so there were yep. so many... So yep. it's like they were kind of making more money. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what else? What else? Because this was paid for performance. Yep. The better workers made more money mm. and the better workers were at home. Yeah. So like there's another way that they were literally were making more money. So they didn't have commute. They didn't have their fuel costs. They weren't polluting the environment. They had more time to like be with their families and they were making more money. Yeah. Because it was a little quieter. Yep. They could get their tea quicker. Yeah. They could get their lunch easier. Yeah. I mean, they could use the bathroom easier. Right. I mean, these are like biological concerns that were just easier to deal with when working from home. Now, Akin, did you not find it pretty weird that 50%, this is after the experiment was done. So we're in this experiment for nine, nine months. months. They collect the data. The company's like, wow, this is amazing. Let's roll this out. And they were also kind enough to do it, to give people a yes. choice. Yes, And then, yes. And yes. then what happened then? 50% of those in the treatment group who got to experience working from home, 50% of them decided to return to the office despite the costs, the financial and the time costs of commuting. Yep. I mean, it's just like, it didn't suit them. It yeah. was lonely and sad yep. and life seemed less meaningful. Yep. I like, I was on LinkedIn earlier today and I saw a post from someone who had 
they put a picture of their home, their working from home setup. There's like one of those raised standing desks. There's a treadmill. There's like this massive like monitor. There's like, you know, some flowers. They're, they're looking, they're, their desk is facing the window, natural light basking in. And so I would imagine if they're a leader, they might think their employees are shirking. Mm. But like when we look at like the entry level in yeah. this study, they yeah. had pictures. Yeah, they had good of pictures of it. Home setups. Tight. They were tight. It, it was this tight. Is Shanghai. You, you could see the bed. Uh, yes. Like they yeah. had the yeah. bed there. Yeah. They, like they just found yeah. a corner. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't this kind of like luxurious kind of feet up and friggin' orange juice making machine. <laughs> it was like, no, like people were hustling. Like, so this impression, I suppose, of this kind of like, uh, I guess individuals being eager to shirk might just be downplaying that people are actually trying to be quite socially mobile and they're trying to improve their life circumstance. So one day maybe they can have a Peloton bike. <laughs> Listen, we're going to get close to wrapping up here, people. Um, I just want to like take a big step back and say there seem to be some major reasons, even aside from COVID, why companies are going to be pursuing this more and more and more. And at this point, most of the business thinkers that I'm talking to are saying it's inevitable this is going to happen. Mm. It's just the old school leaders that are still resisting it. Yeah. I think they're going to have to get real. But here's at least a couple of the reasons why. Number one, cost of real estate. You just don't have to be paying as much of it. Real estate's yeah. expensive in cities. Traffic time and traffic pollution. We don't need to be producing that and wasting all that energy and time. Work-family balance is becoming more important than ever. We can get a lot more of it for free. And the notion of focusing with less distraction. Like, those are really good reasons. And to just be like, nah. I just like you to come and watch me bandage. Mm. It's not going to work. Or no, it's just not the way we used to do it. Yep. We're just not used to that. I just can't tell you how many leaders have that attitude. And, you know, I get it. Like, I'm old school. I'm an old man. I still like coming into my office. But to not look at the facts and to sort of think that you're going to be able to resist that tide, mm. it seems sad and futile. Yeah. So it feels to me like the long-term effects of this are like, how do we even want to use cities? Like the, the cost of real estate in cities and how we're going to use the real estate in cities seems to be at question. Yep. And studies like this do an amazing job at saying, we don't know how it's going to go. Let's just do a really tight, valid experiment and see. So I guess this is kind of laying out the challenge then to, to leaders. Do you want to experiment do you want to trust your organization, the individuals that make it up and experiment with working from home? Or do you just want to be a bunch of old people? <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, we got to end with this too. We did the experiment. That's what the COVID stay at home thing was. Yeah. I mean, we, we basically know that a lot of the companies are seeing like record results. Like mm. I'm working with Deloitte right now and they had like the best year they've ever had ever. Mm. And that's like during lockdown. So, um, it's working. It's just now a matter of kind of relearning for leaders how to lead effectively. But in any case, that's a one step outside the article. And I just wanted to say, again, hats off for this excellent, excellent research. Yes. Shout outs, team. We're going to get out of here. Listeners, enjoy the rest of your lives. Goodbye. Ciao.